Hey everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Crunchy Mama podcast. This is episode number two. I'm stoked to be back. I'm currently sitting in my beautiful little home in Piha watching the sunset over the ocean and it's just magical. So perfect time to record a podcast. Uh, Fern is asleep, fast asleep on my lap. She is seven weeks today. So yeah, it's going so quickly. Ah, what is new with us? Ah, actually, I do have some news. We have recently started potty training Fern. <laughs> now, to some of you, this may sound crazy. It did to me until um, about a week ago. And the real the real name for it is, it's a, it's a real thing. It's called elimination communication. And how it works is it's basically you're potty training your baby right from when they're a newborn. I mean, you can start a bit later on, but the best time to start is right from birth. And what it, how it works is that our babies actually do signal to us when they need to go toilet, when they need to pee or poo, but we just aren't aware of it and tuned into it. But so um, this was kind of brought... This method was brought to my attention. Um, I have a good friend who had a baby um, a month after Fern. So they're so close in age. We were pregnant together. It was so nice to have um, a good friend to to share that with. And she told me that she was using it. And I was all for like, that's amazing. Good on you. Like, that's really cool. I'm intrigued to hear how it goes. But at the same time going, I can't see how that could work. I'm not interested like I've got my reusable nappies all sorted like they're gonna be great it's all good and the way I pictured it was that you didn't use nappies at all so you fully just relied on this method and I just pictured baby toileting just everywhere all over me all over the carpet the bed everywhere and I was like no that doesn't that doesn't sound fun but I learned last week, um, I went along to our home birth meetup and it was the first one I'd been back to since having Fern. So it was so nice to see all the mums, other mums I'd been pregnant with and their little ones. So that was really special. But um, one of the ladies talked about it there and just explained it in a slightly different way that you can still use nappies. In fact, it's a really good idea. You use them, but think of them as a tool, as a backup Um to for for if you miss that communication and so we've started doing this and I'm not gonna not gonna share too much more because I think I'm gonna do a whole episode on it but we've totally had success with it it's amazing we take her nappy off at certain times um, or when she communicates it and she goes pee or poo in the little potty we made out of it, out of a tiny little bucket. And man, it's so satisfying <laughs> when you get it right. And you've saved a nappy. Super exciting. So yeah, there's there's a lot more to the method. You can't just kind of start doing it. You need to you need to know know your stuff. But um, yeah, like I said, more about that later on. But just a little little insight into what's been going on in in our lives. So the topic that I wanted to talk about today is having a healthy vegan pregnancy. Um, I'm specifically talking about a vegan pregnancy because that is what I went through. Uh, but I'd say a lot of this can also apply not to a vegan. If you're, if you're not vegan, not having a vegan pregnancy, of course, that's totally fine. Everybody, um, 
everybody lives their lives differently and according um, according to their values. And so there will just be a little bit about the food and supplements, but um, there are definitely other parts that that just relate to a healthy pregnancy in general. So yeah. So in general, I had a really blissful pregnancy and I was really surprised. I'd seen lots of my cousins go through pregnancy and heard stories from other people and it just sounded and didn't look fun at all. It looked really hard and it kind of seemed like people would just complain all the time that there were so many things that could go wrong and that's just not the experience I had and I think I in general like I have a really positive outlook on life so I think you know focusing on the positive and attracting that sort of energy definitely helps but there are also um, a lot of things that I that I made a real effort to do to stay healthy during my pregnancy and it meant that I didn't didn't have any of those side effects so um, if you've been pregnant before and have had issues or if you're just going (laughs) I really don't want that to be me then yeah I hope that some of this advice can can be really helpful um and and having a more enjoyable pregnancy so at the very start when I first found out that I was pregnant I did start to get a tiny bit of morning sickness but it was nothing bad at all it was I never actually vomited from it I just had the nausea side of it um and like I think I mentioned in the first podcast when I found out I was pregnant Dylan was actually overseas and I found it really hard like keeping it secret from him and from every well from everyone basically um and still having to go to work and feeling pretty average and because you know as the cycle goes you're feeling gross and so then you don't want to eat and I think that actually just kind of makes you feel worse and then you're starving (laughs) um and have no energy and so I got into this really bad cycle and um I did a little bit of research and people suggested things like eating really bland foods and eating things with ginger so I went to the supermarket and I bought I can't remember what it was exactly but I think some things like plain crackers I bought some ginger nut biscuits for the ginger I bought a ginger tea um couple of other things just but yeah they were all largely processed foods you know stuff I wouldn't usually be eating so much in my diet but it was kind of all I could all I could um, stomach at that time and so the nausea continued you know for this um, for a good couple of weeks while Dylan was away but when he came back um, the really interesting thing was that he he started um, helping me eat better because Dylan is an amazing, amazing cook. He makes the most delicious food and um, I can cook but I'm I'm not amazing in the kitchen and I'm not very motivated whereas he loves it and he's so good at creating beautiful whole food plant-based meals. And so he came back and started cooking for me again which um, I'd definitely be missing. And yeah, I got back into eating good food and eating frequent meals and my nausea completely went away like I literally only had it for that first like one or two weeks when he wasn't there and the other interesting thing was that I hadn't started feeling nauseous until I actually discovered that I was pregnant so I almost felt that I was 
it was kind of like a mind game almost that I knew most people got morning sickness when they were pregnant and so I started feeling that way a tiny bit and then that meant I stopped eating and then that meant I felt a whole lot worse and so by actually eating eating regularly and really good whole foods not the processed stuff that I'd bought from the supermarket um, it actually made me feel a whole lot better because I I really think that yeah the not eating fuels the nausea and I know that that's really tricky and I'm sure some people have had really bad morning sickness and maybe you've tried that and that hasn't helped and I and I definitely don't doubt that if that was your experience um but yeah that that was just what happened for me so something to think about for sure so yeah so lucky not to have terrible morning sickness what I did start to have though was just like really extreme fatigue I was so tired and I was finishing up um, the year teaching I was teaching at a primary school and it was kind of like the last month of the year and you know everything's so busy right at the end and I was actually finishing up my job finishing at that school Um, there were so many loose ends to tidy up reports to um, to tidy up to tie up sorry reports to write get the whole classroom to pack up and clear out and yeah, I just couldn't believe how tired I was. And then all through summer, um, being away with friends, camping and, you know, enjoying the beach and stuff. Just so often taking naps in the tent and just felt like I couldn't kind of, couldn't plan a whole day's activities. I always knew that I had to have a nap in there somewhere. So yeah, that was a little, a little bit of an adjustment, but nothing terrible. And yeah, that was basically my only complaint for the whole pregnancy I think so the foods that I focused on during my pregnancy were um, obviously all vegan and I made a real effort to get in as many whole foods as I can so food that has come basically straight from mother earth or just with really minimal processing and so you know that's your fruit your vegetables your grains um, legumes all that good stuff and like I said I'm really lucky Dylan is such an amazing cook and prepares the most delicious meals um, out of beautiful plant food. Now I am definitely no angel I I do not just stick to whole foods 100% of the time. I love a good treat, a good dessert. Um, oh, man, where to even start? Um, chocolate, cookies, cake, oh, just anything sweet. But actually, no, I also love um, pies and sausage rolls and bakery items like that. We have um, this one fully vegan bakery called Tart Bakery in Greylin. If you live in Auckland and you haven't been to it yet, man, you need to check that out. Um, so I would definitely, definitely still eat those foods. I think it's really important to have have balance um, and have those some of the time, but just to to balance it out by eating whole foods the majority of the time. So yeah, that's about it for what I ate. In terms of supplements, now I found this journey of supplements in pregnancy really interesting because prior to becoming pregnant, the only supplement I took was B12 because as a vegan, everybody knows you should be taking that. But it's actually also not just vegans. I think actually all humans could could do with taking B12. Um, but yeah, for sure, especially vegans. And... I just didn't believe in taking any other supplements. I thought if you're eating a whole food, plant-based diet, 
surely you're getting everything you need in its most natural form. And so, yes, there was nothing else I took. But uh, first visit with the midwife, she recommended a whole bunch of supplements. And I, I mulled over it for a good few weeks. And eventually was like, oh, if she's recommending it, um, I guess she knows her stuff. And my midwife is so experienced. And yeah, I'm really glad I took her advice. And I also did a, a bit more research into it. There's a really good blog post written by Sarah Lemkis, who she's um, uh, a New Zealand mum who's a YouTuber. And she she's really thorough with her research. And I'm not I'm not so, so flash on, on reading scientific articles and pulling out the important parts. So yeah, if you if you want to know more about supplements, she wrote a whole blog post on what she took during her pregnancy, what she recommends, and she even goes into um, dosages and everything. And I'll, I'll put the link to that in the show notes so that you can find that easily. But also, why... Why I think they're important now is for two reasons. Firstly, is that our soil is a lot more deficient in these vitamins and minerals than it used to be. So maybe, yes, once upon a time, we could get everything we needed from the vegetables. But also, you know, they'd be, I don't know, they'd be covered in a bit more soil instead of being so thoroughly cleaned, um, like how we we end up getting them um, from the supermarket or from the farmer's market. But yeah, I think that makes a big difference. And then secondly, you are growing another human inside you. That's a pretty darn amazing thing and requires a lot of energy. And yeah, I just, I think that anything you can, you can do to support your body um, and growing a really healthy baby is, is well worth doing. Um, and saying that though, do look into your supplements and... Yeah, just do a bit of research about where they're coming from. I I took a lot of recommendations, like I said, from um, that blog post that Sarah wrote. She recommended really good brands that were, you know, really reliable, come from a good source, organic, uh, and the most natural form possible. So that's definitely key. So if you're wondering what I took during my pregnancy, like I said, I was already taking B, um, B12, so of course I carried that on. Now, I didn't actually take folate, which is um, one of the first things they recommend you go on. Actually, no, they recommend you go on folic acid. Now, there's a difference. Folic acid is a synthetic version of folate. But I actually got um, a blood test done when I was first pregnant, as most of you would. And my folate levels were so high. And it's because... um, one of the main sources you find folate is in your leafy green vegetables in <laughs> just a moment. And because it was summer for me um, in my first trimester, I was eating so many smoothies packed with spinach and kale, beautiful big salads, you know, for lunch and dinner. And so I was already so high in this that I had no need to supplement. And I'm, I was really lucky that my midwife offered me that choice. She said, I meant to write you a prescription for folic acid. However, you have the choice that your folate is already really high, that why would you put this synthetic version into your body? And so I was like, awesome. I I will absolutely not just take that for no reason. I'll just keep eating my um, leafy green vegetables. And yeah, so I skipped that one. That was my choice. 
what else did I take? From then on for the um, rest of my pregnancy, I supplemented with zinc, magnesium, iodine, vitamin C, and omega-3s. Now, some of you are going to be thinking when you hear omega-3s, you're going to be like, man, I eat so much of them already. I put flaxseed in my smoothies every day. I have chia seeds on my porridge and my salads. Um, so I just want to clarify that there are different types of omega-3s. Now, the ones that are found in flaxseed and chia, that type of omega-3 is called ALA. And that's not the one that's super important for pregnancy. The ones that are are called um, DHA and EPA. And these are the ones that you usually hear about, you know, everybody talking about, oh, you've got to take your fish oil. Fish oil supplements are the best thing for you. Those are the type of omegas found in fish oil. But the really, really cool thing is that um, you can just go straight to the source of the microalgae that the fish are eating, which is where that comes from. So there's a really good New Zealand brand called Lifestream that does um, does capsules of that supplement. And I remember reading in Sarah Linkus's blog post that she tried other ones and they tasted like really fishy and seaweedy. And oh, it just sounded really gross. Then she finally found um, these capsules where you didn't get any of that taste and it's from a really reputable brand. So that is a good one to get if you can. The other supplements that I added a little bit later on in my third trimester were vitamin C and iron. So I found out that um, I was, my iron stores were really low in my third trimester. And the first and second they weren't because I was getting blood tests done. But yeah, there's something about that third trimester where, I don't know, baby just just sucks it all all out of you needs needs it all to to build all those important parts of its body so I went on a supplement for that and I was actually I was kind of really ashamed about it because I'd had this really healthy pregnancy and yeah just thought I was doing so well and I was kind of embarrassed to tell people that I had low iron and I think it's because it's such a stereotypical thing for a vegetarian or a vegan isn't it to have low iron but throughout all my years of being vegan I've never had a problem with it so usually my diet um the way I eat is is really high in it and it's not an issue but yeah like I said there's just something different about about pregnancy and your body using more of your stores than normal so one thing to watch out for for sure even though I didn't think it was going to happen to me, <laughs> it did. So good to be aware of. And the, um, the, taking the vitamin C helps with the absorption of the iron. So that's why it's good to take those two together. All right. There are just a couple more things I wanted to talk about in terms of a healthy pregnancy. One is exercise. Now, I was, I was a bit of a runner before, <coughs> excuse me, before I fell pregnant and I actually did a really big trail running race uh, a couple of weeks before I found that I was pregnant and then realized that I was actually pregnant during that run and it was a 50k trail run it took me hours and hours and hours so looking back I was like man that's crazy Fern was with me right from from that moment which is pretty special but after that race, I, you know, I'd done a lot of training. It was a, it was a big deal for me to do that distance. And I was like, all right, I've definitely earned myself a break. And so stopped running and was, you know, thinking and maybe have a few weeks, a month off. 
but then found out I was pregnant and <clears throat> with all the the tiredness I was experiencing, I just had no drive or energy to run. And so actually since that race, which was in November last year, and now what we're in October, it's almost been a whole year. I haven't I haven't run since that day. Which is quite funny. So yeah, during pregnancy, although I could have kept it up because it was something I was doing prior to pregnancy, I just had no motivation to at all. And so I was I was totally fine with that. But instead I I started walking instead. More so probably in the second and third trimester. Um, and I really enjoyed this. I felt so good getting out for a walk. Mm, I can't remember how often I did, maybe a couple of times a week. If you could fit in a walk every day, that would be so ideal. But yeah, so walking was a really, really great way to still get out and exercise for me. And even, you know, right up until, right up until having, having my baby, you know, you can, you can walk all the way up until then. It's not like you need to stop and slow down, you know, you can just take it really easy, Dylan would get, I think, quite frustrated (laughs) walking with me in my last trimester, because I was so slow, but, you know, at least you're still getting out, you're getting some fresh air and moving, and the other form of exercise that I personally really enjoyed while being pregnant was yoga, and again, this was something um, I've been into for ages, I absolutely love yoga, and the way it makes me feel, and synchronizing you know your movements with your breath uh such a beautiful practice and I yeah I fully carried on my yoga throughout my pregnancy and now there's if if this sounds like you and you're keen to do that there are definitely things you need to watch out for especially in that first trimester I can't I can't really remember them all now I remember specific things like twists and um, later on in second and third trimester, lying on your back for extended periods of time isn't isn't good for you. So yeah, you do need to do your research or um, ask a qualified yoga teacher. Although not all of them know. I'd recommend actually finding a specific. <laughs> that was just Fern doing a poo. Um, I would recommend finding a specific pregnancy yoga teacher because they will know this stuff for sure but yeah I kind of just did a bit of my own research and kept going to my regular classes and just listened to my body did what felt right and didn't didn't push myself and again I was able to carry um carry on my yoga throughout my whole pregnancy right up until right up until birth and obviously it changed at what I could do became more and more limited especially with a massive stomach (laughs) things like child's pose got got a bit tricky when the stomach hits the ground before before your head does um but yeah there's there's just so many modifications you can make and there were some I'm I'm kind of a fan of doing YouTube yoga videos um, and there were some I found that I really liked. I will put those in the show notes because, yeah, it <laughs> there's a lot out there. Not all of them are great. These are the ones I personally like. But again, this is for somebody who had a regular practice before pregnancy. It's different if you just pick it up during pregnancy. Um, it would be a lot more chilled out. So yeah, there, there is a difference there for sure. But I loved just waking up in the morning and not having to leave the house and being able to put on a video or just do 
whatever I felt like I needed that morning. If, you know, certain parts um, of my body were sore, I remember, uh, you know, from sleeping on your side, it always feels so good to do that side bend stretch and just, yeah, things like that. My neck, um, yeah, you have you have favorites that you pick up on for sure. So for me, that was my exercise. It was yoga and it was walking. So I'd try to do at least one of those um, every day. Didn't always happen, of course, but yeah, I... I personally felt really good from those and enjoyed them and those are the main things. So whatever, um, I was going to say floats your boat, <laughs> whatever floats your boat in terms of exercise and is something that's safe to carry carry on with during pregnancy. Um, yeah, it's really important to get that in and you will feel better. And actually, the, I can't believe I haven't even touched on this point. The big thing is keeping your body in good condition for having birth. So this was actually my main motivation. You know how I said at the start that, um, you know, I work. I actually worked to have the the pretty easy pregnancy that I had, and walking and yoga for sure helped me so much in keeping my body healthy and not sore um and yeah like I said it was my mo- my motivation was to have my body in prime condition for the day that I went into labor so that um you know just setting that up to all go really smoothly there are things that you can do throughout your pregnancy eating well and exercising okay I have two more points to talk about meditation and connecting with your baby now I am a big big fan of meditation I think it can absolutely change your life Um, it brings you into the present moment it makes you so grateful for what you have there's just an abundance of benefits so if you don't meditate yet I would 100% advise that you look into it and give it a go now, if, you, if you've never done it before and you're going, oh man, that kind of sounds a bit weird, sounds a bit scary, and also I have no idea how to do that, um, don't worry, we do live in the 21st century. There are so many apps and resources out there to help you. I can absolutely recommend um, Headspace is a really good one for starting out. It, I think you can get the first 10 episodes or so for free. Um, with the free trial and yeah it's really good for beginners teaches you the basics another one is called insight timer and this has thousands of free meditations on it that all you have to do is press play and sit still and close your eyes and listen to so yeah I would recommend meditation to anyone but I think it's even more beautiful to do during pregnancy because it helps you to connect with yourself but also you have the added benefit of taking that time to connect with your baby and I think this is such a beautiful thing you can do. So when I get up in the morning I always try and meditate first thing Um, and I would do my meditation. I'm yeah I'd often do an insight timer one and then at the end I would always take time. I just put my hands on my stomach and just take a few deep breaths in and um, in and down to baby and just kind of check in. Say, hey, how you doing? Uh, I might just, I don't know. I think I just kind of talked to my baby and just said what was on my mind. Or just said, hey, just wondering how you're doing today. I can't wait to meet you. Um, yeah, 
nothing flash, nothing fancy, but forming a bond with your baby right from when they're in your stomach, I think can only only help. It can help during labor because you can do that same thing if if your labor has kind of slowed down. Oh, it's raining. I need to grab the washing one second. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, if your labor has slowed down and isn't progressing, you can use that technique and connect in and talk with your baby and just say, hey, um, let's work together on on bringing you Earth's side. Like, I just need you to to turn, um, to spin around a bit. I just need you to make your way further down the canal. Things like things like that I, I fully believe in and it might sound a little bit weird to some of you, but that's okay. Um, yeah, anything to help your labor go more smoothly. So I highly recommend that. Oh, Fern's saying hello. Hey, sweetheart. Lastly is, what is the last one? Ah, slowing down. Now, ah, this this is part of the conditioning I think that a lot of us experience from society these days is if you're not busy, you're not you're not doing things right and you're not successful. <laughs> um, you know, people who who don't fill every second of their day are I don't really know how they're viewed. Is it kind of viewed as a bit lazy or... Yeah, I just feel like you're just not successful if you're not filling every second of your day. A busy life is a good life. But I've fully come to believe that this is not the case. That um, And this is coming from somebody who did like every extracurricular activity at high school that she possibly could. And yeah, every second of my days was always filled. I think I, I learned, learned this from my mum. I've always been a super busy person. But that's not a sustainable way to live. You can't look after yourself if you're if you're that busy all the time. And especially during pregnancy, you need to slow down. Now I was really fortunate in that um I'd actually already made the decision to finish working my um full time school teaching job at the end of that year. And so like I said, I only had about a month left where I was pregnant and then I was on I was on holiday and I had plans to go traveling which um which didn't quite eventuate how how I had initially planned but that's all right things change but this meant that I was able to really take the time to first of all connect with myself so through meditation to quieten the mind enough to listen to my body to hear what was going on and respond accordingly so you know when when I felt tired and needed those naps I was able to take them so I was really fortunate in that sense and it was actually like always my worst nightmare and this big fear I had around becoming pregnant while still being a school teacher and I found this to be a really stressful busy full-time job like yeah just working all hours of the day and coming home exhausted all the time and I I just hated the thought of finding out that I was pregnant pregnant and still having to do that job because I just knew I wouldn't be able to look after myself. So divine timing as always. <laughs> um, it happened just as I was finishing that. So yeah, if you are in a position to do that or I don't know, I just, I made it happen. I prioritized it because for me to be healthy and then for my baby to be healthy, I knew that I couldn't 
I couldn't keep doing that job. And there was another girl at my school who was pregnant. She was maybe a month or so, a couple of months ahead of me. And she worked, you know, like the classic all the, um, all the way. Oh, when is it people usually work up to? <clears throat> is it like 35 weeks or something? I don't know, something ridiculous. And, you know, working full time, it's not even cutting back. It's still your full time job. And she just looked exhausted all the time and was having a lot of the complications, you know, things like just being really sore in places, you know, really sore on her back. And yeah, she just, I I felt bad for her that she had to carry on working, but at the same time was also really glad that I'd made the choice to prioritize looking after myself and baby. Not to say, not to say that she wasn't, um... But yeah, again, it's just it's just a different way of viewing things. But I fully believe that not working a full-time stressful job allowed me that really healthy complication-free pregnancy. So there is another tip for you. So yeah, don't don't be scared to do it. Don't worry about what other people think. Even if you can cut down to part-time, you know, you just need to get rid of some of that stress that most of us have in our lives because that's not good for baby and it's not good for you. All right, I think that's all I have to say around that. I'm sorry, it's been a little bit of a... Um, a chopped up episode with a few <laughs> a few stops and starts um, with fern crying getting the washing so hopefully it all um, edits together and makes sense but yeah I hope that these tips have been really helpful if you guys have any more that you can recommend I would love to hear them so you can um, probably send me a message through Instagram is the best way to contact me so my name on there is crunchy mama and the mama is spelled m-a-m-a well, there is also a contact form through my website. So, yeah, just give me Google Crunchy Mama Podcast. So, I really hope that if you're vegan and thinking about getting pregnant or are pregnant and you're really worried about what other people think, they're going to question, can you have a healthy vegan pregnancy? I am proof that you absolutely can. You do need to make an effort to stay healthy, to eat well, to exercise, all those things. But if you put in that effort, you will absolutely be rewarded with a healthy labor and a healthy baby. So yeah, go for it, you guys. Cool, thanks so much for listening, guys. I will talk with you again soon in the next episode. Bye.